Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, this is Patter. Welcome to another episode of Mother Folklore. Before we get into today's episode, just a reminder that you can subscribe to support the podcast on patreon.com forward slash Darok. If you do join us on Patreon, you'll get access to lots of exclusive Q&As, interviews, special episodes just for you, online chats, and you could even suggest what kind of topic you'd like to see the podcast cover. So please, please, please support the podcast patreon.com forward slash Derek. And now, today's episode. From the Headstuff Podcast Network, welcome. Falcha, come on the fuck, Lord. Podcast out words, Irish, Irish words, and words from Ireland. Hi, I'm Derek O'Shea. And I'm Pander O'Quivonic. Hey, good night, Pander. Yep, not bad, not bad at all. These these long days have turned into long months. Uh, it feels like it's been 2020 for about 14 years now. <laughs> Tell me this, when, um, when you were growing up in Dublin in... The 80s and 90s, did you ever get beaten up by bands of marauding orangemen? Uh, that was a regular occurrence around my way, you know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the local Orange Lodge would always be going around looking for people to beat up. Yeah, yeah, me and me and Bono, God, we had a terrible time of it. One of the stories that came out this particular week, since we last released our episode um, on Queen of Cards, Lyra, uh, a, a story came out in which um, a celebrated New Jersey singer-songwriter, John Bon Jovi, made a remark during an interview with Dax Shepard, I think it was, about uh, he had a different sort of childhood than Bono would have had because Bono would have been beaten up by Orangeman. Yep. Yep, that's what he said. (laughs) And this led to a certain amount of consternation. A lot of people, Bono has so little credit with the Irish public that a lot of people were quick to believe, oh yes, well Bono obviously said this, or Bono either said this or or cunningly implied this, or is is the source of the story somehow. And people are saying and other people are saying that, you know, the that going as far to say that, you know, that Northern Ireland is so far away, you know, the Joshua tree is almost cultural appropriation of the of Northern Ireland by the way they allude to things. Uh. Whereas other people are saying, you know, in New Jersey Two hours drive isn't far away. No, it's not. Like I've I've been to New Jersey, uh, like, I, and I've been to, I've been to, I've been to quite a few places in the US. And driving forty five minutes for breakfast 
is just it's just part of the culture the, mm-hmm. the, there are no large distances uh there whereas like we're, we're, whereas we look at like 80 miles up the road in yuri it's like we act as if it's a foreign country and it's yeah. just up the road like it's crazy I, I, it's mad i have absolutely <laughs> no doubt in my mind that there was some concert or some festival or something that saw john bon jovi and bono shooting the shit, uh, chewing the fat uh, and chatting away and Bono probably spoofed him a little bit and just thought it would be funny to talk to this Italian-American and say, God, yeah, it was tough, yeah, growing up with the Orangemen going around looking for Catholics to, to, to beat up. I mean, Bono's Bono's not even Catholic, I'm almost certain. I know Bono like his, is what, is his what they call a, were, a dolly mix, yeah. Yeah, his parents were, were like what used to be called a mixed marriage back then, like one church of Ireland, <laughs> one Catholic. And like I'm I'm fairly sure he was raised going to Anglican services. Yeah. Uh so he wouldn't have been I mean, like I don't know it's, what it's not the Orangemen think yeah. about the the Anglican faith. Uh, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure they weren't knocking around parts of Dublin looking to beat up Bono. If Bono was being chased around parts of Dublin being beat up, it's pretty certain it wasn't by Orangemen. It's a funny thing. On, on one level, it, we can't discount the possibility that there were um, a Church of Ireland raised bullies in Mount Temple who picked on him because he wasn't Catholic enough or wasn't Protestant enough or any of these things. Yeah, I but think we, that's well, still streets away from yeah. gangs of marauding Orangemen. <laughs> I think so, but in fairness, I, I, I do know sometimes when um, I'm abroad and I've heard, um, you know, pe- uh, people with you know with a very slight grasp on, with a very slight grasp on the Irish situation, refer to maybe all any old Protestants as Orangemen, and they really aren't. What we do know is that in the '70s, when you two were starting out, when they were called Feedback or whatever, they. They like you two. It's really important to say they were never really cool in the the Irish music scene. There was the, the, the kind of people who who found who liked the Blades and the Boomtown Rats and Thin Lizzy. Always thought that you two were dorks. <laughs> and the Bono as a pox thing has long roots since before they were famous because they weren't cool. There are a bunch of these born again Christian um, guys. Um, or, or, or they 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 weren't you know I guess they they weren't truly punk. I think. Um, it's been said that the, the bands out of that time who became successful were the ones like Bob Geldof and, and Bono, the ones who actually saw starting a band as starting a business. And that was very kind of, that wasn't the uh, the attitude that some of the other lads had at all. Mm, yeah, they weren't rock and roll uh, enough, I suppose. No, they <laughs> they they weren't, but it's a... Uh, and it's it's a, it's an interesting thing, I suppose. That um, I guess it, it, it always it, I find it always interesting. First of all, I suppose the that there's two things. One of which is how little uh, credit Bono has with the Irish public, which it, it always it, it fascinates me. That like um, if I think that say there's m- many things that I think people w- if could be, Bono be accused of that people would accept straight away without appropriate scrutiny and that's that's one issue. Uh, like like for is, example if someone were to accuse him of legal tax avoidance. I think we'd all believe that one. Well this is that yeah this is the thing and and while and uh, Claude and I mentioned this before in previous episodes that um, like Tina Turner lives in Zurich for tax reasons. The the Rolling Stones moved to France to record Exile Main Street in a in a shadow there to avoid tax reasons to avoid tax. The um, tax evasion is as much a part of rock and roll as 
as <laughs> various uh, intoxicants and <laughs> and, and, throwing, and throwing televisions out hotel room windows. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> drifting slightly. But um, the other point, I suppose, is with the amount. How much do, is it? Is it appropriate for Irish people to expect people from abroad who don't live here um, to know about Ireland? Yeah, I mean. I suppose it's not about expecting people to know about Ireland. It's just kind of expecting people who don't know about Ireland not to talk a bunch of claptrap about Ireland. <laughs> is the only thing. Like this, you know, if you're, yeah. if you're, I mean, don't assume if you don't know anything about Ireland, it's probably safe not to assume that every single person who grew up in Ireland in the sixties and seventies. Um, was being beaten by gangs of marauding Orangemen, which isn't even a great representation of the Troubles in the first place. Bad enough to assume that everybody on the island of Ireland was affected directly by the Troubles. Uh, it works to assume that the Troubles can be simplified to gangs of marauding Orangemen looking for Catholics to beat up. <laughs> but that, and... that said, right, if so, if, if so if we like... If we were to talk about an artist from any country and just assume that they were involved in the only thing we know of that country, um, like to say, yeah. like, you know, God, isn't it great that Britney Spears survived the L.A. riots? Well, and that's that, that's a funny one, I suppose, in that you do see this kind of whipped out sometimes in that. Um, was it Julio Iglesias, didn't he sing for, was, he represented Franco Spain in the Eurovision. Yes. And some people, uh, some people draw a connection that this meant he was uh, he either acquiesced or supported Franco, but we don't actually know what he actually privately thought. We don't know what is if if him refusing to refusing to represent Spain in the Eurovision would have actually helped bring Franco down earlier uh, <laughs> or at all. I mean, yeah, he was a. a a rich <laughs> entertainer in Spain, uh, yeah. one of the top record sellers in Spanish music history and one of their true breakout artists. Um, so, I mean, probably safe to say he didn't have too much of uh, a public opinion on the the, <laughs> the, the the status quo. He seemed to be kind of, I mean, he did, he, he left Spain. He moved to America when he became an international celebrity so mm. he did leave spain i don't know mm. if he left spain early enough or if he left spain because of franco uh yeah. i don't know listen all, all we know is that he went to the eurovision sound contest and dana kicked his arse <laughs> she sure did and you know and dana there's someone else who had a because uh, uh, she, she had an, um she grew up in, in in Derry during the during a troublesome time and yeah, and it, it it must have affected her because she kind of um she, Some, she something must some, something must have affected her something at must some have stage. Her. <laughs> it's that's yeah, an extraordinary figure, and Derry is obviously famous for Halloween. Yeah, Dan's hometown Derry is famous for obviously Halloween. Obviously, is doing a lot of heavy lifting. That's no, so, some yeah, some people would say that Derry is the is the hardest Halloween in town in Ireland, and uh, nowhere does Halloween quite like it. Oh, I and, imagine every town in Ireland would dispute that sentence you've just oh, said. Oh no, no, they can go to there. They can go to Derry and they can see it done proper. And yes, and and Derry kept that tradition alive, particularly at, at a time when certain elements in the six counties were trying to get Guy Fawkes Day to happen instead. Halloween held hard in Derry. 
And so we, Halloween is obviously Iasana, and if you look at Twitter at the moment, a lot of people have pumpkins or or Frankenstein's or bats or things in there, and they have a festive usernames for the month of October. But Samhain is actually November. Well, yeah, because because Samhain and yeah, yeah, that does piss me off. To be honest with you, people conflating like Iahauna with the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. Or mm. more usually, the ancient Celtic Celtic festival of Samhain. Samhain. <laughs> I, I'm only kidding. Only kidding. Um, you know, you should pronounce it correctly, but I'm only I'm only mocking. Uh, yeah, it's with love. It's with love. It's with love. You mm. guys love sound. That's yeah. that's fantastic. Yeah. I think it's probably down to Twitter, or or maybe just the the onlineness uh, of it all, the Halloween name and everything, and this sort of creeping, this market creep that Halloween has gone a month long that it's become the spooky month leading up to the day itself halloween um but october being the spooky month doesn't really tally with the fact that Samhain is is not the irish for october it's the irish for november and Ihauna halloween Ian in that being eve the day before um yeah it's the day before all holidays day it's the day before Samhain. so Samhain isn't spooky really is the is the is the kind of point we should be addressing here. It's not. It's not spooky. Do you have a Halloween name? Um, I've, On Twitter. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I've gone with it <laughs> this year. I've gone with uh, Peter Cavan. Ah, real monsters. Well, on on my normal account, I'm Count Dracula, which is what I normally use. But um, I've decided for on the Irish for to use um, one one translation. I came up last year. I did a, a spooky thread for Halloween, and one I decided to translate Frankenstein to Irish as Pontius Einstein. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I got I got a huge reaction to it. People, some people <laughs> lost their fucking minds. They were like, "That's not a real word, man." What of course, are you doing, bro? of course, it's not a real word. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I figured the, it, I'm going to do this one for the people who will get it. You know, you can't you can't overexplain everything. Some people demanded explanations. Some people said, oh, "I've Googled this everywhere and I haven't found it." <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah. I think that's um, that's the problem. People ascribe authority uh, to um, you know well-meaning people on the internet, and they don't realize that we're we're just a bunch of normal people just just doing normal stuff, like just having Halloween names and things. <laughs> You know and that there's no there's no academic basis for Prunchiesenstein. Yeah, <laughs> Prunchiesenstein is. I just think it's 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 a funny. Um, it's the kind of it's like a, it's a dad joke. And in the same thread, I I just I had said that you know the the I had already indicated that some of the entries were glib. For there was a, the Irish for vampire is vampire, but the sexy vampire, and we know they're slightly different from other ones as a vampire with a bh. And I did that just just for you know a bit of fan service. And, <laughs> and you give know them, why not give them what they want because apparently what they want is your sense of humor what they want is <laughs> what they want is bh's fighting v's they want cobble they want peg and Kevlera getting married give people coddle man that's what they want and for some people if you don't like coddle then it's scary coddle it's spooky coddle for halloween it's it's uh, yeah it's ihahauna coddle I'm glad you mentioned that because I saw somebody um, in a desperate attempt to get some Twitter numbers trying to talk about Coddle on, on the internet. I was like, oh, God, I mean, get, get some self-respect. Imagine imagine trying to play up on people's strong food opinions to get some internet numbers. Yeah. 
you're throwing a lot of stones in that glass house of yours. <laughs> oh, so, Lord. So, it's, so tell me, Patter, if Samhain, meaning November, is, is as interesting as it is, do the other months of the year have their own stories? Yeah, well, the Irish calendar is is broken up um, into into four quarters, the the four seasons: Giva, Arak, Saurag is four, um, winter, spring, summer, and fall, as um, James Taylor said. Uh, and every single one starts with one of the great Celtic festivals, one of the great Gaelic Irish festivals. Um, so there's Samhain uh, to start the winter. Um, mm-hmm. There's so. Imbolc is the name of the spring festival, um, but that has sort of that's gone out of our our uh, that's gone out of our vernacular now. We don't Imbolc is not the name of a month. Um, yeah. it, we have Fiora instead, uh, and then we have uh, Bealtaine is the start of the summer, and Lunasa is the start of the harvest season. It's the start of the uh, the 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 autumn. And you know, funny enough, th- there's this annual debate every year: like, is is winter November, December, and January, or is it December, January, and February? You know, is is spring March, April, and May, or is it February, uh, March, and April? What is summer? Is it June, July, and August, or is it May, June, July? And there's no ambiguity in the Irish calendar because in for where we are right now, uh, Lalin on Oish, um, it starts in Lunasa, and then you have Mian for September is Middle Harvest, and October is Derefor End Harvest. So yeah, there you go. Four ends at the end of Derefor. Autumn is August, September, October. I will brook no dissent on this matter. And the day after Halloween is the start of winter. First of November is the start of winter. That is, that's the end of it. There is no, there's no debate. That's that. Absolutely. That Done. puts some Mariah, Mariah Carey rose out of bed and starts singing her her famous song. Oh man, I used to work in a used to work in a chocolatiers many many years ago, and we mm. used to get we used to get the first advent calendars in before Halloween. Like the first advent calendars would have a best before date before Christmas. Because like they just knew people aren't gonna wait until December. They're just gonna eat this because they're, you know, because because <laughs> society as we know it has fallen. Um, yeah, so like Christmas creep is is real. It's very real. It's very real. And like you know the the Christmas store at Harrods in London opening in August and all that is kind of it's just it's indicative. But I mean it's it's kind of a little bit over the top. But realistically, yeah. we are gonna start to see fucking Christmas stuff in the shops before Halloween again, aren't we? We are, and it's I I I'm not a fan of Christmas creep. I think Christmas is better when it's it's you know it's it's contained within within its month. Yeah, um, I've 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 strong issues about Christmas songs and the amount of airplay they get. My view is that if you if someone told you uh, if you were on a charger radio station, you said, "Listen, there's four songs from 1974 that you're going to play." 200 times over the space of the year and you said well how about the song by wizard and do it all in december like, <laughs> you wouldn't fucking do it he'd say uh-huh. have a bit of abba i don't have a bit of something else i mean i think that like there's generally speaking and you really notice this now the actual the look back of a radio station is maybe 20 years or so you might you might get kind of hit me baby one more time or something you know 20 years old being played as part of on a regular on a somewhat regular rotation songs that are older than that a lot less and accept their Christmas songs, and they tend to be a lot, you know, significantly out of fashion. Yeah, because nobody has any interest in new Christmas songs. Like, <laughs> like no you, you interest know, at all. You know why? Because we stopped when, when 
Go on. No, go on. Why? It stopped when what? Top of the Pops. When Top of the Pops basically ah. died. Ah. Top of the Pops, they, they, there, are no, there are no new Christmas songs from the post-Top of the Pops era. Um, what about the Darknesses one? Is that post-Top of the Pops or was that sort it, of the end of Top is, of the Pops? But it is, that's not. Don't Let the Bells End has never really caught on. What, what, about, what about proper Crimbo brackets selector? No, that this is like Mr. Blobby and those other things. The, <laughs> the novelty Christmas um, hit still exists then, obviously. They, 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 and they do. And you find a song like Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer would, would is effectively kind of an American named Fuckalala and wouldn't get any airplay at all except for the fact that it is technically a Christmas song. And those are the real... Those are the real kind of problems because a, a great song like the, "She Drives Me Crazy" by the Fine Young Cannibals, like oh, doesn't yeah. get what a tune doesn't doesn't get airplay. You know, arguably a um like a, a, a pop song you wouldn't change a single thing about. You know, great tune doesn't get a month where it gets a solid airplay. And similarly, you know, it's a um what's what yeah like, you know those are just perfect pop songs that just drift off our, um playlists and it's a shame and speaking of like and obviously with halloween coming up there's there's two halloween songs are there there are halloween songs there's two halloween songs and one of them is by a an artist who is now regarded as a predator and who people, people don't want to support oh yeah oh yeah yeah, I don't know. Is that? I mean, is Thriller really a Halloween song? I know it's spooky. I suppose Thriller is a Halloween song, and in fairness, I suppose it's um, yes, it's Thriller is a, is a Halloween song, and the other one is the Monster Mash. Yeah, well, the Monster Mash is a classic. Uh, it is. It's an absolute um, classic. It is. It's used as an example. As I'm pronouncing this right, Patter, a, a Pumanon. I don't know if you are. Uh, pronouncing that right because I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> Basically, there's a we, there's a work of art that tells the tale of its own creation is a piumenon. A, a piumenon. It's a, pium- it's a, 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 a pium- <laughs> This is the, this is the same thing happened to me with synecdoch or a synecdoche, and I was like, I've seen this word written down. It's a great word. Love yeah. the word. Love using the word. Don't know how it's fucking pronounced. It's the, <laughs> it's the epitome of words like that. I think yeah, synecdoche or synecdoche. Synecdoche. It's is, it, it, is is how to pronounce that one. And yeah, but but piumenon and uh, Ante, hopefully, um, Ante, will you send us a voice note? Oh, look, put it in the show. I don't just don't know because I don't know what you're saying. It's, yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. But basically, yes, <laughs> if there's and I, obviously we are. This is something. It's important for us to. Actually, I, I want to disclose this so that people know. Yes, I uh, we uh, on Motherfucker as well as everyone else. Sometimes we see words and we don't know how to pronounce them, and it's good just admit admit that fallibility and that and rather than pretend we know everything yeah i don't like i don't like uh jumping down people's throats for mispronunciations because hmm. like, unless it's something very basic and obvious um but like most mispronunciations come from the fact that people have read the word maybe not in their first language and uh are just using it the way they think it should be pronounced yeah like i'll um, tell you i'll tell you a story when i was a kid I had a Thunderbirds annual, uh, Jerry Anderson's Thunderbirds, good, good, solid puppet-based TV show. Oh yes. And for the life of me, I couldn't figure out why Lady Penelope wasn't in the annual. Instead, there was this girl called Lady Penelope. I went like, <laughs> "Where's, where's Lady Penelope from the TV show? I got this. Who's this Penelope? Because uh, I'd never seen Penelope written down, obviously." 
Pop quiz. Mm. When do you think Thriller came out, considering it's a Halloween song? I, okay, I'm, I, oh, sorry. Um, I believe it came out in 1984. Yeah. When, when though? Oh, like, this is, this is, this is your thing. You're going to die hard me, aren't you? It, no, it like, didn't it's a, Halloween. You said it, you said it's a Halloween song. Yeah. When did, did it come out on Halloween? No, it came out in January 23rd, 1984. January 23rd. Like you could not, if you said we're going to release it in 1984, it's going to be the seventh and final single on the album and we're going to release it in 1984 and you go well it's a very halloweeny track you could not pick a release date further from halloween than than <laughs> january yeah but yeah i suppose that that's true and then similarly die hard was originally released in summertime was it was i think it was a fourth of july um, die, release. Die, die hard is about christmas though explicitly yeah, exactly. it's explicitly about the meaning of christmas Anyway, that's, we're drifting a little bit because what we are talking about is there aren't that many Halloween songs. There are, songs of the summer are a different thing because they aren't, songs of the summer just have to be about summer in a general way and you get new ones every year. Yeah, songs of the summer are like your summer soundtrack and they're like related to a particular memory in your in your life, really, aren't they? And spring, not many songs about spring. You've got to go to Vivaldi for that kind of stuff. I've, I think Vivaldi covered the whole fucking year now, in fairness. <laughs> but I think yeah, but seasons, I'll have four of them, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> Vivaldi was a man after the Irish language's heart. Yeah, just four yeah. of them. That's it. Yeah. And Vivaldi's spring started in February. There will be no debate. Okay, it's Jibs here from Pints of Malt. <laughs> so our podcast is basically a group of Irish Nigerian lads who tell their stories growing up in Ireland as well as Nigeria and we share our experiences with all of y'all we also had a bit of comedy as well you know to get y'all laughing get y'all through the week in these tough times that we are in so y'all sit back and just you know enjoy the show as Jib said we're the Pints of Mott podcast you can find us on all streaming platforms including the Headstuff Network Christmas though, like Christmas songs, uh, like I'm, I'm in favour of again. Let's go back to the Irish language. Let's look. What's the Irish for Christmas? No look. What's the Irish for December? Mean and no look. So just keep your Christmas songs in mean and no look. Keep your Aaron no look in mean and no look, and we'll all be happy, and we'll all have a great time, and it'll be twenty five days long, but they'll be the twenty five best days. Ever, ever, ever. Like, I'm willing to put my hands up and say, we've lost the battle on the 12 days of Christmas. That doesn't happen anymore. Christmas is as long as people want it to be. But we have, yeah, we just, honestly, Christmas in September can do one. Tell me this. It's the, the 12 days of Christmas is the first day Christmas Day. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> so, again, you, you've got, um, you've got kind of a, October, we've got Twitter Halloween situation there as well, where the entire kind of process of the of of the Christmas season has it's the end. What used to be the start is now the end. Uh, yeah, in a sense, not really. I mean, I still I still kind of go hard at it until Nolan Naman. Mm-hmm. Like I, I just, I mean, there's no point not keeping her lit until Little Christmas. Should January be renamed Mean and Nolan Naman? No. <laughs> I don't I don't think so. Should it? It seems like because Mina Nullug leads up to on Nullug. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I suppose it starts with Nullug Namont more or less. It's on the sixth, isn't it? 
6th of January. So mm. Samhain starts with Samhain. Um, hmm. Good question. Um, should it? I don't know. I, we'll, hmm. We'll, um, we'll allow our listeners to advise us what they think on that one. Yeah. Actually, I don't like it, right? First of all, it very much ascribes masculine characteristics to Nulug then, because, you know, you would assume then that Nulug Naman, there's a Nulug Navar, which is not something that exists. Uh, Nulug is for, for everyone. And yeah, we don't subscribe to the binary, so it's not going to happen. Now, I'm going to reject it. Uh, because okay. of its outdated uh, gender norms and and heteronormativity. Understood. So me meander. Meander. It remains from from Januarius. We borrowed a lot from the Latin. Actually, we this borrowed an to, awful yeah. lot from the Latin. This is what I was about to ask because obviously the um, our our druid pals or our, our Celtic druids, as um, Terry um, um, Vox Aperniacum would say. Um, they must have had a calendar if they were able to build Newgrange when they were all speaking home to each other. <laughs> speaking home, oh Christ! <laughs> Give me like a you, you, you can't build something like that uh, at that level of precision for the for the um, for for the twenty first for the um, solstice. Yeah, no, there's look, there's um, with or without some level, some level of calendar understanding. So they must have, they must have had a, a structure of calendars with, with there, presumably there, with look, names. There were there were Celtic calendars. There is no, there is no doubt about it. Like they found one in France, like the Coligny calendar. Mm. Um, they found one. It was made in in Romano-Celtic Gaul in the second century AD, and it like it had a five year calendar of um, solar and lunar. Uh, movements and it was incredibly complex. I, I suppose the only thing is like you can't presuppose one joined up Celtic culture. Um, so you can't say that this calendar is exactly what was used in Ireland 5,000 years earlier when they were making Newgrange. That would be going a little bit too far. Um, but there are, there are, there's definitely, there was some level of extreme calculation going on that was quite impressive for the time. And it was based around the calendar. And there's a reason we have four major Irish festivals, like the Irish cultural festivals, that divided mm. the seasons. And that's, you know, somebody calculated when these had to happen. Yeah. And somebody calculated that we should have, I mean, we got the probably got the seven-day week off the Romans. Um. And you they know, got it from the Babylonians. I don't care where they got it. <laughs> we <laughs> the got Romans it. are ga- we're, we're gas lads for nicking stuff. But like we 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 took a lot from them, and like there was mm. a little bit of contact. Pre-Christian Ireland would have had a little bit of contact with with Roman Britain and Roman Gaul, um, but mostly our contact with the Romans would have come from early Christian Ireland, and that constant contact with with. Rome, uh, it, it has led to, I mean, Nulug, for example, Nulug comes from uh, Natalicia, uh, which is the Latin for birthday. And it's the same reason that in, in French, it's it's Noel for Christmas. And in Portuguese, it's Natal for Christmas and Navidad in, in Spanish. Mm. Uh, it all comes from the same root. So that's where we get that. We get, we get Anor, uh, Fiora, uh, Martha and 
Yule, I think. We get we get Anna Fiara Marta Ibron as well. That comes from that comes from uh Latin as well. So we have February January, February, March, uh April, and then July are derived from the Latin uh and, and December as well. The rest of it comes from our own traditions yeah, and calendars. Where where it deviates, you know, where Bialtana and what what what's it not Bialtana and Mav Bialtana mm. Mehev Mehev comes from an old uh, old Irish word uh, Mithim, meaning the middle month, the middle month of the year. It's it wasn't uh, very it wasn't very fucking imaginative, right? We had Aaron four Tron, festivals. Yeah. It's mm. pretty Aaron Throne. Well, I mean, come on, this is a language that has uh, the month of middle harvest and the month of end harvest. It's very <laughs> prescriptive. It mm. uh, will be no debate. It is this: we'll have Lunasa at the harvest festival. Then we have the middle month of the harvest. Then we have the end month of the harvest. And then we're into the winter. Shut yourselves down. Eat some pork for three months. <laughs> and we'll see you at Imbolc for like February. It's very, but like our days of the, our days of the week as well are, are similarly split. And we got the seven day week and we have um, De Leon um, from the Latin Dies Lunae. De Mort from Dies Martis. And then... We get three Irish Gaelic Christian days. Take Haydean, the first fast. Dairdean, this is a really interesting one because it, it's okay. it's a it's it's a conjunction, it's a shortening of day either da in, the day between two fasts. Ooh. And then Dehina means the day of the fast. So you had the day of the first fast, the day between two fasts, and then the day of the fast. And it goes back to the early Gaelic Christians would fast on a Wednesday and fast on a Friday. And, you know, it was a Christian tradition right up until the 20th century to have fish on a Friday, that it would be what was known as a black fast every Friday. It was not proper to eat meat on on a Friday, Um, which is how uh, McDonald's invented the fillet of fish. Coincidentally, it was, in, it was invented in, I think, Philadelphia um, for yeah, a Catholic priest had a friend who ran a McDonald's franchise. And he said, could you ever, would you ever come up with something uh, so that my parishioners will stop eating fucking hamburgers on a Friday? So he came up with a fillet of fish. A fillet for Philadelphia. No, I doubt it. It's just how they say. It's just how they say fill it over there in America. <laughs> Actually, I was watching. I've been watching. Look, lockdown. I'm watching an awful lot of programs about food, an oh, awful yes. lot, and it's amazing how much American culinary terminology is influenced by the French, and, oh, yes. and not even in a good way. Like they 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 say fillet instead of fillet all the time, which is just weird to me in an American accent. Like just say fillet, it'd be yeah. nice, be nice. Uh, and then they say entree for main course, even though entree is the French for starter. This is all because of Julia Child, isn't it? Probably, probably she has a lot to answer for. <laughs> yeah, she's um no, I, I, that's my my understanding is that there were actually wasn't a huge wealth of American cookbooks before she came along, and she obviously had, was was bringing a very French style to it. <laughs> And yeah, that's um, the I, I didn't realize yeah, fillet, I suppose I didn't realize fillet was influenced by um, by a Catholic priest. It makes some sense. Yeah, um, they needed some, they, they needed something to serve on a Friday. Dehina, the day of the fast. But then we get, then we go then we go back to Latin. Go by the way, just to round off the week, the weekend is Latin. Um, mm-hmm. De Saturn is from Dies Saturni, the day of Saturn, the god, and De Daunig, um is from the Latin Dies Dominicus. Um, which means basically church day. Because if you look at there, there are some place names around the country, like Donnybrook and Donny Carney, 
and they're not named for Sundays, they're named for church. So the words Downach and Kill, for example, meaning church, they're interchangeable. So yes. you have some place names around Ireland that still have Donach in them. So Donach Brook is the um, the the Irish for uh, well, it's the name for Donny Brook. Donny Brook is the English for it uh, more properly. Donach Carnic, the English for that is is Donny Carney, and they come from like the Church of uh, so De Donach, the Day of the Church. So we have a very Christianized, Latinized uh, set of days. So I mean, yeah. That's the problem with Irish, isn't it? You can't even have a day without it being either Latin or Christian. Yeah, you can't have a day. <laughs> you just can't, um, can't count the days. Can't do it. And do we have any idea what these were called before the before the Romans got there and the and their attendant um, uh, church? Because obviously the, the the Latin and Latin traditions came to Ireland through the church, not through Roman soldiers. Not through soldiers, but like I said, there there was a. Um, uh, there was a, a lot of contact with um, with uh, with with Roman Britain. Um, there mm-hmm. was a lot of trade and commerce. They were our biggest trading partner, um, you know, uh, at the time. Um, but I mean, geez, I suppose you see the problem is like the the seven day week is a a Christian concept, a Judeo Christian concept, at the very very least. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, uh, there. I know that there was there was a study done in the twenties trying to find the oldest days of the week. Um, but I mean, I, I don't know, man, because it's like the concept of a week is so intertwined with that, you know. So I don't really know if we if we bothered to have a week before we had the names of days for the week. This, this is, the, I suppose, something that always kind of surprised me that we get a lot of our, um, in English, we get a lot of um, days of the week from from kind of Scandinavian traditions. and um, But we get the actual month days from kind of Roman traditions. And you think oh, at one point, you know, somebody must have said, well, have a bit, a bit of this, but have a bit of that. Well, a bit of this for the days and a bit of this for the months. Like, yes, yeah, see, the, um, there would have been a um, a seven-day week in, in, in Hebrew. And they would have that that then we would have had similar things in Babylonians. They obviously built that around the month having um, the moon having four cycles or having mm. four stages before, but in between new, new moons. So the um, so you yeah. sort of divide roughly twenty eight by four, and you get seven. So it's kind of in one sense, if you're thinking that way, and you're that sort of wired uh, wired to the moon, as it were, uh, mm. it makes sense to have. Um, yeah, to have to have that seven days. I mean, in the in the Hebrew Bible, God creates the world in seven days, um, mm-hmm. resting on the seventh, proving that God was in fact in a trade union. Um, <laughs> so join That's a indeed. union, folks. <laughs> this is why it's important when we talk about the days of the week and the months of the year. It's really important to remember. Yes, there are days of the week, but the weekend was given to you by unions. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and yes, yeah, so our, our concept of time and, and, and our our concept of time and calendars did originate from from lunar cycles and from from navigating the sea and from uh, like agriculture. But it you know what else comes from we build you know, our time. Yeah, you know what else comes from lunar cycles. The what word the word lunatic. That's right, because yeah. they thought the people who were insane were had their were were somehow linked to the movement to of the moon. moon. Which is why when there's a full moon out, things are a little bit crazier. They are indeed. And if there's a full moon at Halloween, 
You better watch uh, your back. Ooh. And, th- ooh. and there is a who full moon this Halloween, so it's going to be oh, a is bump, there? bumper, oh, bumper one. So, so uh, do it's, watch not be, it's not going to be the same, though, is it? No, because of it's COVID. It's not going to be the same because of COVID. Because, like, I swear to God, I hope nobody comes trick or treating because I'm not. A, I'm not buying in the fun size Milky Bars. I'm not. I'm not doing it. Like, I'm not. I'm not getting in the the miniature Kit Kats. I'm not because it's not happening. Because mm. I'm terrified that there will be nobody coming to trick or treat, and I will have to eat the stuff myself. And that's it's not a good outcome for me. That's right. And on that depressing note. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to wrap things up for today uh Pat, thank you so much i think we've all learned a lot about the months of the year and the days of the week i think i think we've learned we've learned a little bit about lunacy we've had a particular mm-hmm. insight into lunacy um which is which is nice <laughs> great stuff uh so until the next time it's a slon from me i'll go slon mind yourselves Thanks for listening. Motherfucklore is a product of the Headstuff Podcast Network and comes out every Friday. You can get feedback to us, uh, questions, comments, suggestions, anything you want, really, to motherfucklore at headstuff.org. Also, just a reminder that you can support the podcast and gain access to exclusive chats, one-on-ones, and even suggest your own episode topic. Get on patreon.com forward slash Daruk. Until next Friday, Gurmila Magui, Slán. This has been a production of the Headstuff Podcast Network. If Bono was accused of, um, of, I guess, of starting genocide, people would be like, hang on, maybe, maybe he did, you know, let's not rule it out straight away. But, um, <laughs> you know, people are like this. I think I'm going to distance myself from that comment in a big okay. way. Okay, well, we'll say I'll, 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 I'll...